Welcome back to the break room, because that's who we are. Yeah, right? we're the break Being. room. Uh, but it's been a year, a little over a year, 380 days, roughly. Uh, that's a really specific number. Did you, Have you been counting? No, I okay. just figured a year and some change. So okay. I just had this image. Probably of more like 390. Just every day, <laughs> just kind of like crying a little bit. Like, yeah. well, here's day 342. Yeah. wonder how long this is going to go on. Uh, Max is not here to record. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think we can make any pledges about, oh, we're back oh, we're going to be doing more, but like, I'm sure we'd both like to say that. Yeah. The unfortunate reality is that Bing and I are adults, and the show makes no money. So... Right. But we are on, a, on an indefinite go. Oh, huh? yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. An indefinite, we're back. Yeah. I, w- I would like to say that. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, we talked about some, some heavy topics. Heavy, but not like depressing, I don't think. Yeah. Thinky. Yeah, I Some guess thinky it's... thinky shit. I think it's it's the most... Candid. You said candid yeah. earlier. Yeah. It's pretty probably candid. the most candid show we've ever done. And probably the yeah. most personal. I yeah, think. yeah. We've so. talked about some personal things in the past, but this one in particular, I think this is real, unfiltered, yeah. Captain Wow and Professor Bing. Yeah, yeah. So if and, that's uh, what you're into... Well, let us know, because I like it. Yeah. I'm in. I'd listen to that's... this podcast. Way to go, you. That's yeah. how you do it. If you're into it, tell us. <laughs> yeah, totally. In the comments, whatever, because I kind of feel like this is how we should do the show from now on. Yeah, we need some validation. Please. That's really what it is. <laughs> yeah. The entire podcast exists <laughs> so that you and I could be validated for our opinions. Totally. And I think that's fine. Come on. It's the internet. You know I'm right. <laughs> Am I right? Oh, God. I said too much. All right. Well, All right, well, stick around and let's talk about Mormons. Well, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Anyway, but no, so like, life-changing events, for right? Max. And I've—it's like I've just figured out the root of all my problems, and yeah. it's just that I hate myself. Okay. And so I'm trying like everything in my power to, yeah, not yeah, just okay. like a, a whole lot of things that it's like once I removed the element of my life, like the the church element, all the shit that came with it. it it's so crazy because. You, you never would have been able to tell me, even like the day that I decided, oh, this is bullshit. I don't yeah. want anything to do with it anymore. You uh-huh. never would have been able to convince me that like, oh, also, that's probably the source of all your self-doubt, yeah. all your self-esteem issues everywhere. Like, is it's your attachment to the church. Well, not like attachment per se, but just the guilt okay. and the shame, particularly with sexual stuff, uh-huh. where it's like, if you engage at all, you're just... I, and I had a bishop tell me the only worst thing that I could do was kill somebody. Apart from... Apart from, like, sexual sins. Oh, yeah, and that's yeah, something yeah. that was then reinforced by, like, seminary teachers. Yeah. And Mensley, it's like, hey, if you have sex before marriage or whatever. Yeah. And, like, I hadn't gone that far yet, but I've always been a horn dog. <laughs> yeah. And so after it? every little thing, it's like, yeah. ooh, well... And then I've noticed, especially lately, how much it's improved everything with Ari. Sure. Especially our sexual relationship, where it's like, I'm finally starting to not feel the guilt... Yeah, And it wasn't every time we would have sex or do something that afterward I would be like, ooh. And it wasn't like I was specifically thinking, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I feel guilty. It's like a Pavlovian mm-hmm. thing. It's yeah. just a response where it's like, okay. you did something bad. Now you're going to feel like shit for like yeah. a week. Like, That's super interesting. Um, um, okay. You know what? I'll start with guilt. Okay. Never felt guilty about, sh- about anything. All right. I'm putting, ever. I'm putting these back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never felt guilt. Uh, really. I mean... I remember in elementary school a couple of times, you know, that guilty feeling would arise. But in general, 
I've never felt bad about who I am or what I've done. I think I can attest to that. Yeah. Just seeing, (laughs) (laughs) just knowing you the way I do. Yeah, I've always kind of uh, enjoyed my own company, Mm -hmm. as weird as that sounds, right? (laughs) And so, like, I would have friends. Well, first of all, the whole confession thing, right? For for quote unquote sins. Mm -hmm. Uh, I never felt. To a bishop. Yeah. Yeah. I never felt the real need to. And I remember, you know, talking to bishops and stuff, he equated. I wish I remembered the the exact analogy, but he says something about you wouldn't put a loaded gun up to your girlfriend's head and pull the trigger, you know. Uh, and he equated that to having uh, premar- premarital sex. Uh, to to murdering her. Yeah, I can't remember the um, the exact. It was a little less dramatic than that, right? Okay. And it just never really phased me because I was like, no, yeah, you know kind of had my own ideas about stuff but yeah i've never never felt bad about things and therefore i've never carried baggage in that respect for the lds church mm-hmm. you know and conversely i had just such a good childhood within the church that's probably what you know the lasting feeling has been for me mm. you know that said when i tried to go on a mission and ever since then i've had a pretty tough time so what happened was I tried to go on this two-year, whatever. All our listeners probably are aware of the inner workings of the LDS Church. Mm. But I couldn't go, basically, by no choice of my own. And um, I kind of got blacklisted by a lot of people. And just it's just it was kind of messy and hurtful, you know? Oh, yeah. So in that respect, I have had baggage and issues with the church. Mm. To, and to this day, I just, there's just so much stuff that you just see right through, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just been a point of interest for me, really. It's like a study. I like watching, you know, why I am still, I guess, on the fringe mm-hmm. because I'm comfortable, okay. you know. Um, but I will say, like, a lot of these WikiLeaks raise eyebrows and stuff, and I'm not, I'm not like, a defender whatsoever. Like, for example, you're told your whole life, oh, the LDS Church doesn't pay clergy. We're just volunteers. Mm-hmm. No, they, they make like 120000 a year mm-hmm. base, the, the upper echelons of the church anyway. And, and it's just that, like small. And, and that's out of tithing, which they tell you to pay before you right. like feed your family. Totally, yeah. An act of faith. Yeah. And that's actually one. So while I've never felt guilt, I've also <clears throat> never really had that faithful. I, I, I don't know. I, I never. I, I, I think I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Because I, I look back, because I didn't go on a mission, and I didn't ever even get to the Melchizedek priesthood. Uh-huh. Like, I, like, I got baptized, and I went through the motions up to a point. But yeah. with the mission specifically, it was like, I just always knew I wasn't going to go. Yeah. And it was never a point of, like, conflict or yeah. contention in me. It was just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going. Uh-huh. And I had, a, I had a friend of mine who, it was kind of the same way. It was just like, oh, yeah, no, not for me. Yeah. And it's not bad. You know, or at least that's how we, you know, felt at the time. But yeah. I felt like the same way about like garments. Mm-hmm. I would hear talk about it as I was getting older, and I was just like, "See, that's the part though that I'm not, I'm not yeah. wearing those." Yeah. And it was just like, and I don't know, and and maybe someone can hold that up to me and saying, "Well, you never, you never really committed, so of course you fell away." Or well, okay, my my opinion of all of this is, and I've told people this before, like, uh, check it out, I wear my garments. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know. All right. I don't. And again, it's, I don't have this conviction. I don't, I don't know. It's just like I said, it's what I do, Mm -hmm. you know? And we're a lot like Catholics. In fact, I'm listening to another podcast, Those Conspiracy Guys. I love Those Conspiracy Guys. Yeah, and it's funny how much 
you know, being, I don't know if they're ex-Catholic or whatever, but how much Catholicism is imprinted on their, on their self, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's akin to most Mormons. It's so, unlike other religions, it's so, you know, encompassing of yourself, your identity, your self-worth, and so on and so on. But, um, so when, like, when you have doubts, per se, everyone within the church is like, read the scriptures, pray, Mm-hmm. you'll get your answer. And I'm always like, why? Like, why would you drink from the Kool-Aid? That's, it's propaganda. If you're questioning the Kool-Aid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you talk to someone without, you know, from without the church, and it's the same thing. It's like, hey, check this out. Mm-hmm. Read this. And it's the same thing, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. And because I've had, I've had several people in my life who are on the outside be yeah. like, hey, you know that... Like, my cousin once was like, hey, you know that, like, Joseph Smith and those guys did, like, blood sacrifices up in the top rooms of the temple? And I'm just like, if you're trying to get my attention, this is not the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I can't believe that. Uh-huh. And this is back when I'm still, like, firmly in it. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think I think you're dead on that, like, no one on either side can really no. convince you. It always has to be, be yourself. something that clicks with you. Yeah. Totally. And I think yeah. everyone has that trigger. Yeah. And some people find it, and some people don't. Mine totally. was mine was just mine was just growing doubt through inactivity, and then huh. the CES letter just kind of confirmed. The CES everything. letter was pretty; it had a pretty huge impact on a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And I still would love to um, see or hear the other side of that CES letter. But again, that's one of the more telling um, slip-ups that church leadership is responsible for, you know, Mm -hmm. they, there's so much within church history that they do not talk about, that they hide, you know, and that just is almost an omission of guilt, Mm -hmm. admission of guilt, whatever. Um, it's just craziness, you know, it's, it's, yeah, that's real. As Ed Smart would say. Yeah. The, I don't know if I should say who it is. Someone really close to me yeah. ha- has has always told me things like that. Like I don't. She's always said, "I don't understand why when people leave the church they can't leave the church alone," or yeah. "I don't understand why when people have doubts that they don't look within the church for their answers." Or yeah. you know, all, and it's just because it hurts. It, it does, and and. Honestly, I told her that, and, and that was the first time, because we had a big conversation about this, and that was the first time that I said something that it felt like kind of connected, yeah. that it was like, because I, I straight up told her, I said, I hope you don't think that I was reading like these these points that the CES letter brings up and getting a little kick out of it, yeah. being like, oh yeah, sweet, now I can Suck stop it. going to church yeah. and stop feeling guilty, and I never yeah. have to wear garments, and I can drink and smoke and sure. do whatever. No, it was like, I was sobbing in my seat. Yeah, like reading each thing, and it was just like each, each new point that it brought up was just like another spear in my back that was like, yeah. you've been lied to your whole life. Yeah, like for twenty five years, you were committed to something that was not true. Yeah. and then there's all the questions on top of it, like, okay, so who in the leadership knows that it's not true? Like, how far up does it go? Because at some point, someone somewhere is actively suppressing information that would get people to leave. Totally, yeah. And so is that because they know it's not true or because they firmly believe it and they don't understand that thing either? But like, 
you just look and at some point someone has to know yeah that it's not true and they're still going ahead with it and that's where i'm like this needs to go away yeah, yeah. and i don't let me make this clear too is i don't and i've made this clear to like because I, I told my parents because i felt like they had to know because you know the rest of my family is still lds and that that's fine yeah like there are things about it that bother me but i'm i have made a vow to myself to never be that dick that's going to take that away from totally the people who are still yeah. like getting you know still benefiting from it like mm-hmm. there are things about it like my brother's getting ready to go on a mission yeah and real exciting time in his life and yeah. so on and so on yeah yeah and it, but and I don't know where my line is, you yeah. know, because it's like, how do I, with a smile on my face, yeah. say goodbye to my brother, who I adore, and who will be leaving for two years, yeah. when in my mind, he's leaving to go spread a lie amongst people who don't need to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. May I commentate, Max? You may. So, I guess that's where I'm hung up, because um, I've actually personally dealt with a lot of the upper dudes through my through my work you know mm-hmm. and of course you don't know them personally but i've met guys you know apostles who i just cannot say they're bad people mm-hmm. it's like a like a loving grandfather sure. one of them in particular um who i was talking to one time then there are others who you hear stories circulating through you know the security guards and things like that who guard the guy and, and he just comes off really bad looking like a you know a milk has a dick <laughs> but uh <laughs> nice thanks and so i don't know where i'm i'm headed with that necessarily it's just the lie i can't understand how uh, a person who by all accounts is a good person could actively spread a lie right, right. which is what you're saying yeah and i th- i think that's that's kind of the point that I want to make is I don't want to be one of those people. I, I'm never going to be one of those that stands outside the temple square on conference day and screams at people. Yeah. That doesn't help anything. It doesn't get anything done. Yeah. And I also am not going to make it my life's mission to dismantle the church. However I can. Right. I think where I'm coming from is I completely agree with you that I also had a really good childhood within mm-hmm. the church and like growing up my seminary teachers and my young men's leaders, like, Almost all of them were really positive influences that taught me yeah. how to be a man, how yeah. to be a good husband, how to be a good father. Right. And, you know, many of them I still talk to and have a good relationship. Yeah. I mean, granted, they don't know yeah. that I've left. But at the same time, I I have known so many people within the church who have never judged me mm-hmm. for anything and yeah. have always just been genuine good friends to me. Yeah. And I know that that exists up in the upper levels of the church as well. It's just that confusion of yeah, how you have exactly what you said, how can a good person perpetuate that? Right. You know. And, and so and, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. So two two points I guess I want to touch on. Um my opinion is um I mean, isn't it all a lie? Like how do we know Christianity itself mm-hmm. or any without going too far down the rabbit hole every civilization has had they've built monuments and pyramids and things and and promises of resurrection well no they nothing ever came to pass right, right. so i'm i've called myself an agnostic mormon before okay. i think that's 
pretty pretty fitting for my personal situation because mm-hmm. I don't know if any of it's true, man. Right. Like, I mean, you, you could point to any other religion. Um, and oh, yeah, it's kind of noisy. I'm using <laughs> my hands a lot. But anyway, I I digress. So back to your point about your little brother. Um, so my brother went on a mission, my older brother, and uh, we had an uncle, have an uncle, who left the church long ago. You know, he's my whole life he's never been uh, a Mormon. And um, while my brother was out on his mission, he, here back in Utah, had two missionaries come to his door and did their whole presentation. Mm, I'm picturing like a song and dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, and baptize you. <laughs> three and four, and priesthood you. <laughs> but uh, they looked at him and his wife, and they're like, just so you know, your marriage is not eternal. Like, when, when you guys die, this is the end. See, how is that and any different was, from screaming at people at Temple Square? It's not. And he was pissed. So to take it out on somebody, he wrote my brother a oh, pretty no. nasty letter while on his mission and kind of, you know, laid into him pretty heavy about things that we're talking about now and how can you be out there doing this to people and perpetuating lies and stuff. Well, fast forward 10 years later. My uncle, still feeling those things, apologized to my brother about that letter. You know, mm. he said it wasn't my place to do that. Blah blah blah. You know, so well, that's good at least. Yeah, I mean, and my and we've always been respectful of him. You know, no one's cramming Mormonism down his throat at the big family dinners or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's all encompassing. It's a unique situation. Well, and I, th- but I think the next layer of it, and this is kind of where my focus is now. Like I say that I don't want to scream at people in Temple Square. I don't want to try and dismantle the church. I don't want to try and like, oh, you should really leave. But the other half of the argument, like I can totally see where you're coming from with like, well, we don't know if any of it's true. Yeah. And I, I completely agree. I could die and wake up in whatever kingdom I got sorted into and realized, oh, it was all actually true. Yeah, like South Park. The problem is, though, is since (laughs) none of it can be proven, since nobody who subscribes to any religion, really, can come up to me and give me definitive proof that it's what I should follow or that it is true, Mm -hmm. then... For no fucking reason should it be influencing any politics anywhere. Oh, there's in, where, yeah. in this state specifically, yeah. like it it mm-hmm. runs the state. That's where my focus is. Is just like fine. You know yeah. what? You guys can believe whatever you want to believe, but as soon as you start like legislating yeah. to push that on me, like yeah. this anti-porn push, I don't give a shit about porn. I give a shit about the air. Yeah, I, I care that like for. Four months out of every year, I'm getting migraine headaches like mm-hmm. every day because the air is so shitty that we can't even leave the apartment. Yeah, like that's where I want our focus. Get Herbert out. Get these uh, people he's out useless. who are and he's and a shill. he's like directly. He has a standing meeting. Yeah, with the leadership of the church to totally. It's like, are you watching The Crown by chance? The Prime Minister has a weekly meeting with the Queen and they talk and stuff. And uh, I was just going to equate that with Herbert and the first presidency of the mm-hmm. church, you know? And um, can you imagine, like, being a Mormon politician going against the grain? I bet it would be impossible. Yeah. You couldn't do it. You know, you couldn't stand up on the Capitol Hill and say, uh, I don't think we should do this. Well, the rest of us are, and we're backed by the church. Mm-hmm. No, we're we're suggested heavily from the church to do this, this, and that, you know? It's an impossible situation, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't. 
legislate morality. I don't know why people try. Politics here are particularly awful, like um, like education, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that that alone is the number one reason that my wife and I have kind of decided, like, um, five-year plan, we're out of Utah. Yeah. Like we've just gotten to that point where it's like, and specifically because of the education, mm-hmm. but like everything else surrounding it, but the education thing, it's like, I don't want my son educated here. No. Here in Utah, it's all about sell, 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 build, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. Money, money, revenue, revenue, tax dollars. It's not anything else. We're shitting a lot on Utah, but I think this is kind of a nationwide problem with yeah, education. that's true. It's like, I'm, I am firmly of the mind that if we want to be best in the world, right. as we so often claim that we are... We need to have a very highly educated populace. Totally. And where we stand right now is kind of pathetic. So pathetic. Yeah. It's like we're the yeah. United States. We should be the smartest people yeah. in the room. And again, and back to Utah for a, a church with so much influence politically mm-hmm. who claims to be a benevolent organization. Uh, why would this benevolent organization not influence for the right things? Mm-hmm. They could. They well, could how, snap how many... their fingers and be like, Fund this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. You know? How many times were you told as a kid, like, to seek out higher knowledge, to get All the higher time. education? Like, that's... that's why I'm drowning in student loans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is another reason why learning that the church wasn't true was such a huge blow is because it wasn't just that the CES letter was like, oh, shit, well, I've got to believe everything in here. It was yeah. like, over the course of several years... I saw all these I saw all these little things that didn't gel with what I had been taught through the church as a kid that like I was always taught that we were all God's children and we mm-hmm. were all equally deserving of love and respect. Yeah. And then the November policy thing. You know, and even before that it was like why is it that if someone's gay they're just automatically not a part of the church it seems. Yeah. Like that's how I understood it growing up. It was just like oh gay people just aren't part of the church. Mm-hmm. Like why? And even though no one explicitly told me, like, the conclusion that you come to in that mindset, especially when you're younger, is, oh, well, if gay means not coming to church, then gay must mean evil or bad or wrong. Yeah. And then that kind of festers and grows. And Well, you marginalize people that way and mm-hmm. dehumanize them. Here's my main point. I'll just skip to it. Once you actually talk to a person from this population in question and you humanize them, all that stuff's out the window. Oh, yeah. Everything. Totally. It's really hard to hate people face-to-face. You know? It's true. I think on the positive side, that's what this generation has been, been good at, the upcoming generation, too, is um, humanizing people and things, you know? I think that's the only way that anything is going to move forward. Totally. And so what should the church be responsible in that regard for, you know? Um, well, it, like you said, it just doesn't make sense because if what they want is to remain in power, yeah. If what they want is 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 far reach, like even if it's for a good reason, if they if they're thinking this is true and we want to bring as many people into this fold as possible, the fact that you've kind of turned your whole congregation against these certain groups of people just because you don't like them or they don't fit into God's plan uh-huh. or whatever, you're instantly creating conflict between members of your congregation and any of those people that they will come into contact mm-hmm. with, aren't? We supposed to be seen as the good guys? Yeah. Like, don't don't we show up to disaster relief pretty quick yeah. to try and help people out to like put on a good face? Don't we? Aren't we all about like? Don't we tell everybody that we're all about? Yeah. You know, outreach to the you know less fortunate, and that's yeah. what Deseret Industries is like. All this shit, and it's like, and then with the same face, you're telling me that my best friend who is gay is not welcome here. Yeah. And neither will their kids until yeah. they turn eighteen and completely denounce their parents. Yeah. 
What? Yeah. And again, like, um, oh. as a kid, I would hear these stories about, you know, other kids who were, were not Mormon being blacklisted. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't hang out with Timmy because he, he could would, play with his friends on Sunday. Yeah, because yeah. he was, you know, and I, I never, ever saw this firsthand, ever. And I just remember thinking, like, that stuff doesn't happen anymore, you know? Oh, bull, that, that's old. Like, the church has grown into a much different organization. Like, we don't do that to people, you know? But anyway, then come to find out, you know, later in my life, one of my good friends lived that. He was never Mormon, and he was excluded from, he asked a girl to prom. Her dad made him say, made her rescind the, the you know, she said yes, and dad stepped in. And oh. he's not a, he's not a lot of it. But the thing is, like, all the Mormon people I knew would not do that. Mm-hmm. Like what you said about the church turning their congregation against like gay people to like, you know, demonize or villainize, I should say, this entire group of people. I also have never seen that on the surface, right? Mm -hmm. You hang out with a group of dudes that you're really comfortable with. They're your best friends. This new guy comes along. No one really likes him. So you find creative ways to maybe nudge him out. Right. And I kind of think that might be a more fair statement, but I don't know. No, I totally agree. I don't understand the persecution, but Mm. it's there, man. Like, well, I I think, I think the point you brought up is more applicable to like just the general sense of why people have such a hard time. Like when mm-hmm. these Mormon leaks come out, and people on the inside and outside are like, uh, yeah. "This is nothing," you know, they're expecting some huge scandal yeah. because it's it's leaked documents. It's, yeah. No, because with some very few exceptions the church is never blatantly like elbowing that new kid out of the group yeah it's always just like well they want him out right let's not text him and bring him to this thing yeah oh we shouldn't invite him to or yeah. like let's not drive past his house right you know, it's just, oh you didn't get all, my message um right weird it's all these little yeah. things that add up in and this is why i say like as a kid if no like no one's telling me hey gay people are bad yeah. but that's the conclusion that i come to it in is. my mind is that like Oh, they're they're never here. Yeah, they must have something against us. I don't know why. Huh. So I guess they're just the enemy. Uh-huh. Because all people ever talk about is how yeah, you know the the gays or the LGBT community or you know whatever billion <laughs> names B U T T S E C K S. But the thing is, is that like I have several gay friends who who. From their point of view, the church is directly saying, oh, you're not welcome here. And it's, it's, I'm not saying it's hard to see where they're coming mm-hmm. from. I'm like, that's actually an example where I feel like the church is blatantly saying like, yeah. no, he's not part of the group. Yeah. Man, like, I wish don't I text him. As a Mormon person, there's one thing you know, and that is the church, the gospel is infallible. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Right. And so to see imperfection in this perfect structure is like contradictory and your wires get crossed and you're like, wait a minute. And then you think about the gay person's point of view, and they're like, hmm, that's not cool, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And um, Well, because like you said, once they're humanized, it's yeah. like, okay, they're just a person like me. And that, that honestly took me a long time. It wasn't until my friend came out as gay, and I was just like, oh, he's just a person. Yeah. And <clears throat> gay doesn't mean that like you just really want to have sex with dudes. Yeah. It means that's how your sexual attraction just works. Yeah. That's who you want to pursue romantic relationships with. That's how your life, like that's how you feel fulfillment. Yeah. Like through companionship in your life is with, you know, the same sex yeah. or, you know, whatever. And so 
just that little thing alone was like, holy shit, man. Yeah. So then how can we be okay with turning around and saying, oh, they're not welcome here? Because yeah. never in my mind, no one was ever able to convince me that being gay was a choice. Mm -hmm. No one was ever able to convince me that being gay was just like a fetish that someone had committed their, themselves to. Yeah. It, like with every example I ever had, it was just like, no, like from birth, they've always been this way and they're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. So what's the issue? As far as the church goes, they're in a pickle, big time. Yep. And this is why they stick to their guns, because the entire foundation of the gospel of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is built around the eternal family, the structure, procreation. Mm -hmm. Like you go to the temple, you get married for time and all eternity, and then you have your kids sealed to you and so on and so on. And that just does not compute mm -hmm. when you have, you know, two people who otherwise love each other they can't procreate and i think that's what it boils down to when all all that goes away and how does a church reconcile with itself when their doctrine or dogma whatever says one thing but the rest of the world is moving to say this other thing and that's i think where the entire crux of this whole issue is because the church used to be a modern church in the 1800s and uh you know they were doing all this stuff well suddenly the world is outpacing the church and they're scrambling to catch up and they got to take a stand and they got to release things and release statements to be like well we this is this is who we are we can't we're standing by this but let's clarify yeah. it a little bit yeah and for the record that prop eight was just a massive misstep mm -hmm. you know um that was that was uh that was hate legislation and i'm embarrassed that they're a part of it yep I was embarrassed at the time. Yeah, like, and too. this is before I even let, I was like, I, yeah. I remember actively having to tell people who knew I was LDS and saw the prop eight stuff going around. Nope. And I had, yeah, I had to be like, no, I want no part of that. Yeah. And they're like, well, why are you still part of the church? It's like, cause it's still true. Dummy. Yeah. yeah. Come on. You do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, uh, you, you bring up a good point though, that the disparity between, between the church and the rest of the world is growing. Like there's a gulch there. It's totally. just getting yeah. wider and wider and they have these safeguards in place. You know, like we were always brought up being told be in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. There's an interesting side effect when you tell someone to live in this world, but not feel any kind of like ownership over it. Well, you're immediately outcast you, well, and dejected, but you turn, you turn off to, th you turn yourself off to things that are important. Like I've I've That's known a true. couple people in my life who who are LDS and who are of the mind and I was exactly this way for a long time that like you're of the mindset that things can only get so bad before God steps in and huh. fixes everything, yeah. right? I was always of the mind that like if we ever were faced with the prospect of World War Three, if the nukes were about to fall and yeah. destroy the earth, that God himself would step in and stop it. Then all the little things too, like how climate change like this is a real deal mm -hmm. and and things within our own nation God that would are not allow that. Exactly. And God so it's don't like give a shit. so while you're over here thinking that God's going to make sure nothing that bad happens, yeah. it's happening. Yeah. But you've been taught to actively ignore it. So you're not voting to help fight it. You're not yeah. even and you're not even looking at any of the research, you're not looking at any of the information that's available. You have just decided to yourself, and you could pick any number of issues that, that are this way. But yeah. that, again, it's that next level that's so damaging is it's like, not only do you believe this thing, that like that's not the problem. The problem is that because of what you believe, 
you're ignoring some very real things yeah. that we could use your help on. Totally. Yeah. Every time that comes, and as a kid, it, it always bugged me. I'm like, he's not just got his finger on this abort button. Like, oh shit, they're getting up, up, up. Nope, they're cool. They're cool. <laughs> maybe next time. You know? Yeah. Mm, like, tensions between Russia and the. Mm, maybe I should abort this shit. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll let it see. We'll let it play out. Hey, Dad. Russia's being a dick again. I know, son. I'm I'm watching. Didn't we used to send angels down to talk to people? We can send one to Putin, right? Who's on duty <laughs> yeah. here? Well, he's vacationing on one of the moons of Jupiter. <laughs> Easy bastard. Damn it, again? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's mining for more golden plates. We need to rework our attendance policy <laughs> again. But yeah, I always had a hard time uh, believing that. Mm-hmm. And again, that questions the entire belief uh, of of a god in general to me. But uh, yeah. so yeah, this Trump thing, I I think it's bad news. I think we're gonna, I think we're teetering over the precipice. Maybe I'm being dramatic, but that's how I feel. And uh, you know, a lot of Mormons I think towed the party line because they think it's in God's hands and mm-hmm. He'll take care of it. Yep. And I'm I'm thinking He won't. He doesn't care. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> like if he is a he or an it or whatever, like uh, look at all you have to do is point to every single people before us mm-hmm. or currently, concurrently. Right. Just look across the border and they're fucked. Oh yeah, you're trying to sell me on the idea that there there exists a being, yeah. a deity that created the yeah. universe, yeah. vast and limitless yeah. to our understanding. Right. And not only does he care about our little blue dot, our little speck out yeah. in the middle of Bumblefuck. Yeah. Not only does he care about that thing as a whole, but specifically, yeah. the US of A is yep. God's chosen country where yeah. he is making sure that we are on the top, that we are taking care of. Yeah. And like and throughout human history, every other civilization like you said that tried and failed yeah. and got swept away and their religion yeah. Didn't save them, you know. But uh, no, we're the ones for sure. That's what I have a hard time with. Let's just talk about the Holocaust for for ten seconds. All right, sure. Think about yeah. <laughs> I'm always up for talking. Think about, about being a Jew in Europe in the 1939. Okay. Your world. I mean, that is an apocalypse mm-hmm. for you. Oh yeah. Everything's gone. In fact, I just watched Schindler's List again. I've uh, never seen it. Oh man, it's great. Um. Yeah, those people, their world was over. Little kids, slaughtered. The point is, it could and will happen to us. Or when Columbus came here. It's happened on the soil that we're right. on. It's right. happened in this land that we revere yeah. so much that we think is protected by God. Huh. This exact place. So what does that say about the natives? Right. Were they... Are they really the, the chosen ones? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or... I and mean, they're just like, they're a dusty remnant of a great people, you mm-hmm. know? It's that it's that manifest destiny bullshit. Uh-huh. I think the biggest lesson that I've taken away from all of this, like, because I now call myself an atheist. Let me put it this way: until I left the church, especially from the ages of probably well sixteen onward, I was well, and probably even before this. But I know I know specifically around sixteen seventeen, I was thinking about killing myself every single day. Okay. Literally every single day. And at that postal service job, literally every single day, mm-hmm. I was fantasizing about ways that I could do it. Yeah. And and there were some days that I had a plan that I would go home Jeez. and execute the plan. Yeah. And and this is at a time in my life 
when I believed that there was someone waiting for me on the other side. Yeah. And not only were they waiting for me on the other side, they were protecting me and watching over me here uh-huh. in this mortal life. Yeah. Now that I've left the church, and now that I am of the mind that no one's coming to save us, that we are alone in mortality, mm-hmm. as that's a weird way of saying it because we're certainly not alone. There's a shitload of people on this planet. Nobody's alone. Right. But we but, are. But the thoughts of suicide have completely gone away. That's awesome, man. The the thought, like the inward hatred, the 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 desire to leave mortal life is gone. And it's because I've come to this realization that like God doesn't make anyone special because he doesn't exist. Huh. We make ourselves special. We are the ones in charge. Yeah. If if you did something spectacular, you did it. Don't and like every time I see like somebody at the Golden Globes yeah. thanking God for yeah. it, it's like no, God didn't do anything. Yeah. You did. Yeah. This was a result of your hard work. You did a great job, yep. and you should pat yourself on the back. That's where my thinking used to go. That it yeah. was like, oh, I've got these talents, but I don't feel like I'm really good enough at any of them to do anything with them, and I would get frustrated. It's like, why? Why did God give me these desires? or these abilities, or these feelings, with no way of really acting on them, yeah. or bringing, bringing them to any kind of what fruition. What am I trying to say? Yeah. But now it's like, no, none of these things have come to fruition, because I haven't done the work yet, Yeah, because I kind of was expecting something to fall in my lap, mm-hmm. and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And anyway, that, but that's just... It that's what's beautiful to me yeah. about atheism. Yeah, like I'm not trying to say, oh, atheism is, is the best. I'm just saying I'm an atheist, and what I find beautiful in it is that now the good things in my life are a result of me. Yeah, well, plus, like as an atheist, you could easily rape kids and kill people and not feel bad about it. Isn't <laughs> isn't that right? Right. Well, because I have no religion, well, I have, have no moral, moral compass, compass anymore. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I can do whatever I Out want. The completely guilt free. Uh, hey, Max, I don't have any money, and I kind of want a root beer right now. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm without religion. Of course, I'm joking with that, because it's the most ridiculous statement ever. But there's some people who honestly believe that. Oh, I know. That, that you can't have morals without religion. I, I guess that's... <laughs> and going back to the climate change thing, it's the thing that doesn't make sense, is this idea that, oh, well, I think it's a hoax. It's like, okay, fine. But you do realize that everything that we would do to fix climate change yeah. would just benefit everything overall, right? Too much money. Too much, too much money. Too much money. <laughs> Think about it. That's all it boils down to. Yeah. Too much money to lose. Mm-hmm. One of the powers that the powers that be. Just another rant uh, that I was going to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what we do? <laughs> yeah, yes. It's like it's a rant cast. The whole podcast. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, I mean, I've always known our lifestyle is non-sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was a kid... Man, and, and through high school, and you only assumed things would get brighter and better as the future wore on, right? Mm-hmm. Thought we'd reach this, this renaissance of uh, technology and thought and all this stuff. And then you come to find out uh, we're we're in this state of like entropy, and we're fucking dying, man. Mm-hmm. Like the the planet's toast. Like we're toast as a people. Like I just got a real real bad uh view of what we have ahead of us and that sucks mm-hmm. you know except for when i look at you know other countries who are kind of leading the way like uh you, you know like the baltic sea countries 
up there who seem to be embracing this whole but you know they can't do shit like as long as America and, and China don't change you see what I was ranting about yeah how it's I am hopeless, hopeless for the future yeah. I am I really am <laughs> this is an unsustainable lifestyle we're going to drill oil to the last drop and only mm-hmm. a few people are privy to when that is yep everything's going to collapse everything we're still going to be buying and selling cars until the last totally. day totally yeah and and it just sucks because like i couldn't feed my family no one could mm-hmm. we're completely dependent on on commerce to eat yep and that's it and that's a scary thought like as soon as that goes out the window we're toast that's cuz the completely. only real the only real god is money yeah especially here yeah. like in a capitalist society that's what god is and yeah. that's how our totally. entire lives yeah. have have adapted around this idea of money being our god. Yeah. And I don't... I get so frustrated when I talk to people because, yes, I supported Bernie Sanders, and yes, I have some democratic socialist leanings, but if I were to give myself a label of what I really think, just burn it all down. That's the fantasy. Like, when I when I talk about anarchy, I'm not saying that... I think, I think the assumption is that when someone says that they want anarchy... That other people believe that person is saying, I want to see the world that I'm living in right now destroyed. Right. And that's so not true. When I talk about anarchy, I'm saying, I want us to already be at a point safely Uh where there's no government, there's no religion, where we're already at a point where we have figured out how to live and exist on this planet without any of the bullshit. Not that like... I want to see rioting in the streets. I want to see the Walmart on fire. I want to see this gas station explode. I want to see lines out the doors of super. Like, no, I'm not saying throw this current world into chaos. I'm saying, I wish we could just all at the same time agree. You know what? No more government, no more politics, no more religion, nothing. Just like, let's all help each other survive. Let's help each other get into space and colonize other planets. Let's help each other figure out any medical breakthrough that we need. Let's cure cancer. Let's just all, on the same level, yeah. do stuff that we need to do without yeah. any legislation, without totally. money getting in the yeah. way, without any, just like, yeah. That's, move that's called an enlightenment, my friend. You want the people to be enlightened. Yeah. And so back to the Mormon thing, since that's kind of where we started, mm. I have a few beliefs about this whole situation. I think we'll call him Big Brother. We'll call you know, the government, the Mormon church, all that. Controlling the people through various ways, belief systems, rules, that kind of thing. Well-meaning, let's say. Sure. Even, right? Well, it's because they're afraid of that, that riding in the streets and the apocalypse and and, and losing control, right? Mm-hmm. So you control your people and, and, and do, do it that way because the people are stupid and they can't figure it out. When I always thought of the second coming of Christ, I, I would think about this and I was like, I'll still want to jerk off. I'll still want to, you know what I mean? Like, what's going to stop me from wanting to do this stuff? Nothing. And I was like, my my teenage brain would deduce, well, I guess it's just going to be this, like, switch, this enlightenment that spreads through the population of the earth and... You know what I mean? See, but that never sat really well with me either because that just well, felt like, like a, a magic forced trick. like indoctrination. Totally. It was just like, I don't want to lose who I am. Like, like are I we going to see Jesus and all of us like have... Oh, oh there it is. Okay, so it was true. All yeah, right, here like, we go. Okay, yeah. I'm on board all. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'll stop this or that. But yeah, it's always hasn't sat well with me. But but you're right though. I think the only hope is for everyone to be on board and mm-hmm. progress. But you know, utopia, enlightenment, all that stuff. How do you do it? Yeah, I and I I certainly don't know. No, I, I know no you don't. Yeah. Like I know what I want. I yeah. know what I can imagine in my head. Yeah, because my gosh, there's some ignorant people out there. Yeah, and like, this, this is why I'm not like in the streets yelling about oh we should all just like burn it all down it's all anarchy we should just like do whatever we want no i'm i'm thinking that's not realistic in the world we have today why don't we just try and focus on maybe flint's water or maybe we should try and focus on the climate change or maybe we should just like not worry about transgender people using the bathroom It's a cruel 